Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fundamentals Podcast. I am your host, Harley. Joining me on this episode to talk all things Disney theme parks, it's co-host of the Fate of Black podcast and independent film critic, Clarice Lowry. Clarice was kind enough to come onto the show to discuss with me something that, in her own words, she is concerningly passionate about, and that is, of course, Disney theme parks. Now, I don't know if I would describe it as a concerning obsession, but I did think it was a fascinating one, and I hope you guys do as well. We get into the history of the parks, what's currently going on at some of them, her experiences at different locations, the fandom, and we even discuss Ryan Gosling's favourite ride. Yes, there is that and so much more to look forward to in this conversation. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. This is Disney Theme Parks with Clarice Lowry. Hello, Clarice, and welcome to the Fundamentals podcast. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me today. I'm I'm very excited. (laughs) Pleasure is all mine. And I'm really excited about this one because you've uh, you've come to me with a topic that is kind of related to something we've done before, but is in its own world entirely, and that is Disney theme parks. So I just want to know, I'm going to just hand it over to you. Why did you choose to bring that particular subject to the podcast? Because, you know, for my job, I am a film critic. I know a lot about film. I'm very interested and passionate about film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think when the, the theme is 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 fandom, like the thing that I am concerningly obsessed with, <laughs> like film, <laughs> film, I love it to a normal level, you know, like right. she's a film critic. She loves film to the level of film that you should love film. <laughs> <laughs> when sure, it comes to sure. yeah when it comes to me talking about disney theme parks i can tell that i scare people <laughs> i can tell that when i bring it up and i start to go into one of my uh deep dives about it i can mm-hmm. see the concern spreading across the other person's face so sure is it a well, let's see if we get there then. yeah i'm gonna be studying <laughs> your face very carefully throughout this to see i'll uh i'll let, I'll let the audience know but yeah uh, so yeah when did this uh obsession begin then for you i mean it's honestly been something i've had my entire life and the specific reason for it is this is mm. a very weird story but when i was like an infant uh i was so i was born in arizona but like Pretty much very soon after I was born, my parents moved to Prague. Uh, mm-hmm. And <laughs> this was so this was 1990. And historically, that was sort of the the right after the collapse of the Soviet Union. And it was very much like a transition period uh, for, mm-hmm. for Prague. And and so like stuff was like I was talking to my dad about this the other day of like it was just like a slightly weird time for that city because everything was changing but mm. not in obvious ways. And so I think, <laughs> so every, getting back to the Disney parks thing is that every Christmas, my, mm. my parents would take me to Disneyland Paris because I think maybe they didn't want like ex-Soviet Union <laughs> <laughs> vibes to be like, because you know, the early infant experiences are very imprinting yeah. and they're like, well, yeah. I don't know if we want like transitional period in history to be the imprint on our child. Um, let's take it to Disneyland Paris. And so 
Mm. I had so many of my first experiences there. It was the first place I ever had pizza. Pizza is very important to me. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, and and I remember, you know, the fireworks, the first time I ever saw fireworks, the first time, like... Right. It was the first time I experienced just a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff connected to, to joy and and mm-hmm. innocence and purity and just like having and and like a sense of like I think a lot of people who like the Disney parks talk about this it's it's like um a sense of safety because really okay the other thing for me is that like I like I have a lot of very weird like sensory processing issues and so like crowds weird noises like being on a train today and you know when there's 10 different conversations happening my brain doesn't like that, but there's something about Disney because you know everything about the Disney parks is so, it's so carefully cultivated. Like every leaf is in the perfect place. It is like <laughs> it's heaven for people with any kind of sensory processing issue because everything is just right. Even if it's crowded, it's still just calm because people are standing in the place they should be. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's amazing. I never would have even thought we'd go down that road, but that's I've never considered it from that angle. But that's really interesting. I'm I've we've gone in deep already. This is the thing that's with cool. it. It's like it's totally cool. <laughs> and, and something you just touched on, and it's just kind of clicked with me that this is a recurring theme throughout so many of these episodes is the link with like childhood experiences, and then what yeah becomes your kind of fandom or your you know your passion later on in life. And uh, what you just said, you know, being linked close to joy. And I think we can all relate in some level or another, sort of thinking back to the conversation I had with Sarah Buttery about Disney animation. Like that's just, it's almost a staple of most people's childhood, isn't it? It's Disney in some form or another. And yeah, I can imagine going to a park at such a young age would just be that, but like times a hundred. You know, you're just, you're literally surrounded by all of these characters that you see. And I'm curious, did you ever sort of watch a lot of the films as a kid then growing up in the 90s? Because you would have been in that, like like me, I'm 94, and like that was the era. That was one of the best eras of Disney. Yeah, Hercules was very obsessed <laughs> with Hercules. Part of the reason I went to do a classics, why I did ancient history at university, partially because of Disney's Hercules, <laughs> awakened my <laughs> my interest. <laughs> um, yeah, I I was very. I mean, my parents took me to all the the Disney movies as they were coming out. Uh, yeah. So. I think, yeah, the big ones for me were Hercules, Mulan was a very big deal. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Hunchback and Notre Dame, which I know is... Yeah. I'm looking back quite adult, but as a child, I still got it somehow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hellfire is uh, oof, it's an epic song, yeah. but yeah, when you think about the themes, I mean, it's something we talked about before, but yeah, it's it's incredible, isn't it? And I can totally see why that would, I think, just amplify your feelings and experience even more to just be in that and so i'm guessing then you you must have grown up in europe so i i'm imagining disneyland paris was like your go-to one so you how, how many years in a row did you go to it for do you think well because i actually so <laughs> very complicated childhood i moved back to the u.s soon after i was okay. only in prague for i think was it two to three years so right. i don't remember how many times i went <laughs> But it feels like most of my my very, very earliest childhood memories are of Disneyland Paris. And then when I moved back to the US, 
like we did not go frequently but um mm. there were trips to there was one trip to florida and then there was one mm. trip to the american park and weirdly i've been a lot more now that i'm a full-grown adult <laughs> through like very weird circumstances um like i've only actually booked and intentionally gone as a holiday once (laughs) as an adult but i keep ending up there which is very strange um but yeah so Hmm. that's the kind of interesting thing about it is that you would assume i was one of those kids that you know lived near the park lived in la or somewhere and we went every weekend no like i think Hmm. i think I only went a handful of times, maybe like five times as a child throughout mm-hmm. my entire childhood, maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about those experiences like really stuck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it would, especially if, again, it taps into something deep in terms of how you process things and process information as well. I find that that fascinates me because I'm big into psychology and how people's minds work and I can kind of relate to you on that sometimes I get that where like I'll hear a couple of things at once and my brain struggles to focus on one thing or another so I guess you said the the organization and the, the way the parks laid out that was just comforting to you then yeah and and I know I guess just to put it in like the broadest sense you know the world is very chaotic mm-hmm. now yeah, yeah and there is something about these parks and like it's so interesting because it's even like a certain type of of like street light will make me think okay. of the parks because there's a certain there's a certain glow of the Disneyland street light walking mm. late at night where it's it's so warm it's like a very warm tone and it's very inviting and like you feel very safe and so I it's so I relate to it on all these sort of like sensory emotional levels. So I see certain things and I go, oh, well, that reminds me of like how how safe I felt in the park. And I don't mean like physically say it like, you know, obviously, <laughs> mm. you know, no one's going to like come and murder you in the Disney park. I, I don't mean it in that literal sense, but I mean more in sort of, right. uh, I guess, emotional sense of like, everything's gonna be or right, because i feel like everyone has those places where you go and it's like oh, yeah everything's yeah, just you have a safe fine space. yeah i guess it is my yeah. safe space where i just go and it's mm. like all outside concerns do not matter right now <laughs> <laughs> i am just in disney bubble yeah. everything about it is comforting the the little shampoo is comforting the street lights are comforting <laughs> Right. like even the coffee tastes different i don't know how but it's comforting coffee like every okay. sensory aspect of it somehow is pleasurable to me i could imagine a disney exec right now hearing this and being thrilled like that <laughs> i get the sense that's what they're going for <laughs> well because this is the interesting thing and i and i think the other the other part of my fandom is is I'm so interested in reading about how it all operates and the design sure. and the construction uh, because they do these things. Like there's certain mm-hmm. colors they use. There's, there's a go away mm-hmm. green when they don't want you to look at a thing. And then I've heard about yeah, this. Yeah. So there's, yeah. And, and so they are tailoring every aspect of your experience. You know, they pump mm-hmm. smells into certain areas 
you know, it's yes. the level of yeah, the yeah. surrounding music is always at just the right level, not too loud, not too quiet. So mm-hmm. there is so much design work going into not just like the rides, but just, you know, this like mm. small stretch of pavement. Like someone has thought about the sensory experience of you walking through that bit of pavement. <laughs> and I find that <laughs> incredible and fascinating. And I both love to experience and also love to read about how it's put together. Right. Do you have a favourite park then you visited so far? I mean, oh, that's a big ooh, it's hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of taught in terms of entire park, mm-hmm. probably just the OG Disneyland. Mm. Um, because I think the history is incredible and seeing like, Walt's apartment, which is a place that he had on Main Street that he would just hang out in a lot. And there's a little lamp in the window to remind everyone that he's like always present in a spiritual mm. sense. And I really like that stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think that, or if I can be more specific, my other mm. thing I'm a really huge fan of is Star Wars and getting to go to, to Galaxy's Edge um Mm -hmm. was so surreal to me because you I I don't know you know when you really love a movie as a kid and all you want to do is be inside the movie 100% especially with Star Wars but yeah and in Galaxy's Edge it's like (laughs) you walk through this tunnel and then you're out the other end and it's like I'm in the movie I'm in the movie right now. (laughs) This is my actual childhood dream come true. And then you see the Millennium Falcon and it just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, that's, that's the Millennium Falcon. (laughs) And it overloaded my brain in a way that, um, so I visited it on, it was part of a, like a press thing. (laughs) So there were um, representatives of, of Disney's PR arm there. (laughs) And mm. I cried in front of all of them. And it was very embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> because I was with several other like prominent journalists and critics who were all being very like, mm, yes, clever design. And I was just bawling in front of the Millennium Falcon <laughs> because <laughs> I just I just could not believe what was happening to me. Like I, yeah. I couldn't, my body and my brain could not process it. Right. Because I just, it was just a bit, like the Millennium Falcon, it's the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it's right there. I can, I, I can see even now you're you're having trouble Honestly, processing it. I still like. I sometimes I just wake up at night and I was like, "You saw the Millennium Falcon." I went inside <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. I went inside and I sat in the little seat. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty jealous. I must admit, right now, <laughs> having not having not been um, to any Disney parks actually. Uh, yeah, that does sound like something I would love to do. <laughs> and if I'd probably do the same. I think my wife would just be dragging me out of there, like, come on. And I'd just be like, but it's real. Thank, yeah, thankfully, like, I've heard and read a lot about people, adults crying in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah. So I feel a little less embarrassed. But um, I think just the fact it was meant to be on a work trip was <laughs> <laughs> not great. But there we go. No, it's fine. And I I guess that's another thing that's, I think, an ever-growing appeal to these places, right, is as Disney kind of grows and acquires more properties, because now they've got Star Wars and then they've got Marvel stuff, 
I mean, the inner child in me is is almost screaming to go now. The more I hear about these additions that are coming along. Yeah, and and I mean, this is such an interesting debate, like within the Disney Park community. Is this okay? Um, is this tension between, and obviously you have it in movies as well. It's the very it's the same thing of mm. the tension between IP and original concepts. And so, like, right. a lot of hardcore Disney Park fans, like, absolutely hate Avengers Campus, Galaxy's Edge, because it's just, like, you know, where are the original rides based on completely new <laughs> concepts? It's exactly the same conversation that people have in film. Like, I find it fascinating. Yeah. And to some degree, like, yeah, I kind of agree, because when they do original rides, like, it's fantastic. Mm. And there's so much imagination and great storytelling there. But at the same time, like another place that I I was sort of blown away by is the Avatar, the Pandora World of Avatar area in oh, yeah. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And I've never really been a fan of those that movie. I say those, they haven't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that movie. And I am aware that there are more coming out. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But actually getting to walk inside of pandora and they've recreated the floating mountains and kind of just standing inside of it and the scale is just like indescribable i can't even like begin Mm. (laughs) to to describe to you like it it is just like you are inside of that movie again but Mm. i remember just standing and looking at these floating mountains and just thinking this is this is insane that they they made this because I I don't even know how the construction of this works because mm. it's just a floating mount it's just floating <laughs> and 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 it's like well okay I see how it's annoying that it's just Pandora it's just a movie property but when you stand inside of it and you look at like the craft that has gone into recreating this fantastical Mm. alien world and it glows at night like there's steam coming out of these like magical alien plants it's like i yeah i kind of go well i see the i see the point and i see the artistry in like making Mm -hmm. ip based themes lands or rides because it's it's not just about the storytelling it's it's again kind of going back to that sensory experience of like, right. hey, do you just want to be in Pandora? <laughs> Come to Pandora yeah. to stand inside of it. How does it feel? And it made it made me like the film more. I feel I have more right. fondness for Avatar now. Now that I can sort of step away from the <laughs> maybe the script mm-hmm. and appreciate the <laughs> world building a little bit more. Yeah, and I think what's wrong with that personally? You know, I mean in this show we try to be very sort of anti-snobbery anti-gatekeeping because to that point if somebody's first experience in a disney park is with star wars pandora marvel you know things that then they are now familiar with that are now part of their childhood and they get to see those brought to life i mean who who are we to kind of step in and go oh that's not the same though or that or you're wrong to enjoy that i just think that's a that's a bizarre stance to take yeah and i just it is it is interesting cuz there is a lot of snobbery like in this fandom community and yeah. i just find it so funny cuz it's like it's a theme park <laughs> yeah yeah 
it's just yeah exactly it's a theme park you're meant to be enjoying yourself just go and enjoy it who, who cares yeah, it's just a fun time and you go on a little ride and then you you <laughs> like eat but some... it's not the same ride it's not the right ride oh, it's gosh. like oh come on so many heated discussions <laughs> like this splash mountain business you would not believe go on, <laughs> go on. tell me more so i don't know if you've heard about this in the news this kind of like I'm gonna have to ex- look this, up this kind of splash exploded mountain. outside of um you know disney park community stuff into general news because splash mountain mm. i don't know if you know it's this ride was built in the 90s early 90s but it's based on song of the south the extremely racist ah. movie that Disney doesn't really, I did just sort of buried a little bit, um, quite rightfully. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, there's always been a lot of tension there because it's, it's like, it, it is kind of insane to me that they thought this was a good idea ever. Um, and I've yeah. begrudgingly ridden it <laughs> several times and I don't even think it's a good <laughs> ride. I just hate it. Uh, but they announced mm. recently that they're going to retheme it to Princess and the Frog, which is a movie that I love and is fantastic mm-hmm. and would be very enjoyable. But a lot of Disney park nerds are angry now because <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're changing the thing. You know, it's the it's the too woke, too woke. So they're changing. Oh, and it's okay. like it's a water ride about a talking rabbit and you go down a waterfall into a a thing of brambles and that's the ride like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's no great loss <laughs> no no and given what it's based on originally yeah exactly. i think it's, it's safe to leave that behind i mean what what are you really gaining by keeping that <laughs> that's incredible exactly it's it was never a good ride it's based off a horrifically racist film and um princess and the frog is fun and I like Tiana, mm. and I would like to see more of her in the park. So there we go. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's incredible. Where, where do these things take place? Is it mostly just Twitter and internet forums, I assume? Yeah, it's Twitter. I mean, it, it's all across social media, really. There's TikTok, sure. YouTube, Twitter. Um, like, <laughs> there's whole websites that are just Disney news, like Mice Chat, and Mice Chat has forums where people argue all day about <laughs> Disney stuff. And honestly, it it's so funny, and I kind of enjoy looking this through the arguments because they argue about like the new style of cupcake. <laughs> and they'll be like this cupcake's terrible bob chafek this is all your fault this is all about disney cutting budgets because i didn't like this cupcake and it's just like incredible absolutely it's very funny it's very funny (laughs) i'm always fascinated by this this side of any fandom or any kind of subculture of yeah the, the people that get annoyed at the most minor detail things yes yeah i mean i'm kind of guilty of that because i go on mini rants about things but i feel like i have the self-awareness to understand that i'm being silly if i get angry at something <laughs> right okay so you, you you're happy with so you're the one arguing for the new cupcakes then like no this is better or i'll be like oh the cupcake's <laughs> terrible blah 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 but then i'll be over it i won't continue to be angry yeah. about it <laughs> okay and i'll go well i am being an Good. idiot because i'm getting mad at a cupcake so <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. I think we all need to do it sometimes. I hate myself included at times. Believe me, I can rant. But <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm really just yeah, I'm fascinated by some of this. So I'm curious, do you have a favorite ride? Yes. Okay, I know that's a difficult question, but okay, go on. You've gotten straight the away. The Haunted Mansion. It's the best really? one. Okay. By far. Just why is that? Well, it it is just the the experience of it and and because I, I like spooky things. Start off with that. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like ghosts and I like Halloween and I like the macabre. But it is, yeah, it's just the the detail of it and um the like I don't know, just like the, the feeling of being inside it and it's this thing that exists halfway in between um genuine terror and 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 silliness it's like half a joke and half scary and that to me is the perfect mood and everything should be like that all the time (laughs) (laughs) okay um and and i think as well the history of it because it's it's one of the Mm. like original ish right sort of early Mm. 60s and it's got really beautiful artwork by people like Mark Davis, who he designed mm-hmm. Maleficent and Cruella de Vil, and I love his art style. Oh. Um, and so he's he did a few of the paintings in there. And that's the thing, it's filled with like paintings and, and animatronics and like old fashioned wizardry of like Pepper's Ghost, where it's the the mm. old magic trip trick of projecting things onto glass so it looks like it's a corporeal body. <laughs> floating right and and what i think is really nice about it is that over the years they have updated things and they've changed up and put like digital projections in and modernized certain aspects of it but it still Mm. maintains that sort of nicely old-fashioned like Mm. old-timey spooky house hello (laughs) (laughs) and the whole vibe is like that there's a little song that plays while you go through it and you know it's it's not like a thrill ride or anything. You just get in a little mm. dune buggy and you go along and you see a bunch of spooky things. But right. I just, it's I, it's just the tone of it is perfect. And, mm. and they even have like a backstory. I love that they've written a backstory for the whole um, Horner Mansion, which I'm sure this upcoming movie is probably going to touch on. But there's a whole okay. history to it about like who the characters are and how they came to be ghosts and and mm. um it it I don't it's, it sort of has the feeling of like a real ghost or you know when you go to an old house and they say well this is the story and it, it has that same mm. tone because um Walt Disney was always really insistent that the outside of a haunted mansion looked nice like it's well kept the grass mm. is cut very pretty like white house with columns and it's only when you get inside that it slowly starts to decay more and more and that's when the ghosts start to come out gradually one by one until you're like boom you're in the cemetery they're having a party they want you to join the party (laughs) you think that sounds really fun wait a minute i would have to die for that to happen it's actually a threat like that's the Mm. vibe of the haunted mansion (laughs) I feel right. like I'm not explaining this well, but no, no, I, I, I've never heard of it. Actually, well, I have heard of it. I didn't realize that was how that went. That's kind of sinister on Walt's part to think. Oh my god, like there that. is 
this is another debate, and I don't know whether they're going to change this. There is like a hanging mm. guy <laughs> very oh. early on because part of it's a walkthrough, and you go into this elevator uh, that is right. a chamber that has no windows and no doors, and the walls start to suddenly extend because it's actually an elevator. Right, right. Okay. Um, and and the ghost host who's speaking over the speakers says, "Wow, there's mm. no way out of this place, but you could always take my way." There's a strike of lightning. There's a guy hanging from the ceiling. Oh, oh my goodness! And it's like, this is very dark <laughs> for Disney, but that's why I kind yeah. of love it because then, fast forward like ten minutes later, and you're at a ghost tea party. <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's no like immediate you know there's no sort of like yeah. moment of this is the fun part it just gradually gets like more party yeah. throughout the ride um why and i don't like it's kind of amazing that they pulled that off and that ride is still running and is still so massively mm. popular because it is it is quite dark in parts hmm Wow, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many of the original rides are still left, actually. Do you have any idea? Like, mo- I would say most of them. You know, they're okay. quite good at preserving the history. Like, they're quite good at preserving, like, the historical aspects of Disneyland because mm-hmm. the, like, original California Disneyland is kind of a landmark now. So yeah, they're very careful about when they change things and and like the maybe they'll change the facade like there's been like a big fantasy land glow up <laughs> where they change all the outside of it to make it look more like the movies where um mm-hmm. originally it was just like i don't know it's just like a circus tent vibe but okay. a lot of the time because this is the thing, people get very mad if you change the original rides, if you change yes, the history as, of as it, we as we know. <laughs> <laughs> so so Disney don't do that unless they have a really yeah. good reason to do it. So most of the stuff is still there. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. And as you say, I guess they could just update it as, as time goes on and... You know? Yeah, because I think that they do that more often is that they'll add little things. They'll add like projection effects or um, mm-hmm. repaint it, you know, switch out. <laughs> They've been doing a lot of switching out animatronic figures to put in uh, more culturally sensitive animatronic figures. Or or like the most recent thing is that there is there's a Roger Rabbit ride. And in part of the mm-hmm. ride, Jessica Rabbit was like in the trunk of a car. So they were like, mm, let's take her out. Now she's a detective. So she's just a detective ah. now, which I, I think is quite cute. <laughs> quite like that. Sure. <laughs> so it's more stuff like that. Instead mm. of just getting rid of the Roger Rabbit ride, they'll switch things around to get people to come back. Yeah. Oh, that's totally fair, I think. And they get these the sort of harmless changes and... Like you said, if it makes the experience more enjoyable for people, then why not? Yeah, like yeah, like parts of the Caribbean used to have like a selling, <laughs> a selling mm. women scene. Um, oh, okay. Obviously, now that has been changed. It took a long time to change it. This only happened like five years ago, maximum, probably less than that. Oh, why? Yeah, it took oh, them a goodness. while to do it. Uh, but now. There's a female pirate, and she's she's one in the rum. That's what she says. We want okay. the rum. 
she's great. And like, I think there's, there's a famous thing that Walt Disney said of like the, the park is never mm. finished. And that's the thing. Okay. He wanted, like he wanted it to be a constantly evolving place mm. and not to feel frozen in time. And so I think the great, mm. that has been the great challenge for every person who's overseen these parks and been designing in these parks is how can we continue involve and and have you know more storytelling opportunities and do more exciting things while yeah still preserving the things that are important and like the heart and soul of what disneyland is and i think for the mm. most part they do a good job yeah and sort of thinking about the the intellectual property uh, part of it we were talking about a few minutes ago I, it goes both ways right because you know you mentioned like pirates of the caribbean i mean that's a now a famous film franchise like you said the haunted house sounds like it's getting a movie and it, you know I, I, to that extent it makes me think well then what is wrong with paying it back the other way of bringing stuff into the park you know if stuff's going out you can bring it in and like you said that helps it to evolve and change and just ultimately bring more people in surely yeah and you know a big part of it is that when disneyland first opened it was really targeted for like mm. kids and their parents like little kids yeah and uh, from kind of the 90s onwards there's been more of a push to think of ways to include you know teenagers and also adults like mm -hmm. how can we entertain them uh yeah. so now a really popular thing for adults to do in the florida park is in epcot mm -hmm. there's a thing called world showcase where it's a giant lake and mm -hmm there's like little uh little mini lands that's the it's like different countries so you can go to the uk is one and the uk is like <laughs> it's like a sort of cottage that alice in wonderland hangs out in front of a part of hampton court like one bit of mm -hmm. a london street that i think they're putting mary poppins into <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. and that's the uk and then there's a pub you could go to the pub in it and um there's a shop that sells doctor who merchandise and golfing gear so it's like each little section wow. is like how can we um reduced reduce the tourist experience of visiting this country into like a very small physical area <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm kind of obsessed with it because <laughs> you just go and you're like oh cool um like the leaning tower of pisa i've seen sort of a version <laughs> of it now so i've basically been to italy <laughs> but a really <laughs> popular amazing. thing for adults to do is you mm. can drink alcohol at every single stop and i think there's 12 stops in total oh, wow so there's a, wow. a challenge called drinking around the world where you get uh like usually a cocktail or sometimes a beer or like a champagne uh what are the things where it's the little three thing? Fleet, flip, flip, A fleet, fleet. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to see if you can get all the way. You start in Mexico and you see if you can get all the way to Canada. <laughs> and um, most people don't. <laughs> That's incredible. It, I mean, I never thought I'd say the sentence Disneyland has a pub crawl i never thought that would be a thing it has a pub crawl and it is super popular <laughs> like if you go on tiktok there wow. are hundreds of videos of people doing drinking around the world <laughs> it's, that's incredible it is because also like 
Disney park drinks are quite strong from my I don't I think I've only had a couple but from my memory they they don't hold back <laughs> wow so you're drinking 12 pretty strong cocktails in one day yeah. and also trying to go on the frozen ride so it's <laughs> you know <laughs> don't drink and ride it's yeah. an experience <laughs> I, I can imagine yeah Goodness me, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I've just pulled up a map actually to have a little look and see like what what it the layout is. I mean, it's it's no surprise. This looks absolutely massive. There's all these different areas, and I I can I can imagine it's one of those places when you go to visit. It's not like our kind of theme parks we have in the UK where you can easily do them in a day. I imagine you have to spend a few days to see everything. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends how dedicated you are to the experience. <laughs> but if you want to okay. do every ride and if you really want to see everything, you want to mm. go like maybe two. There's this whole, there's there's like two day parks and there's one day parks. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a whole system to it. Because some parks you can do in one day. Uh -huh. Others, like you got to take two days to do the whole thing. Um, right. But... Yeah, in general, I think the best Disney experience is to go for a really long time. Because the one time yeah. I actually booked a holiday for myself, so I went to Disneyland Paris, I went for mm -hmm. basically a full week. And there's only two parks right. there. There's not, like, you could easily do both parks in three days, and that's a trip. But um, there's something really nice about just being able to chill out and just mm. not be going ride, 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 food, 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 ride, ride. And just having a yeah. wander, like listening to the music, going, oh, the parade's going by. Let's just stop and watch the parade. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's a princess. They just, you know, there's a spot that um, we'd always have lunch. And it was the place where they'd change the princesses. So like every 15 right. minutes, like Rapunzel or Cinderella would <laughs> walk by and it's really it's just really surreal and and it again goes back to that like it's a very calming thing it's like a really mm. nice place to just go and people watch and just mm. yeah it's sort of not it's a nice place to go and not do things sometimes yeah because i have to say that that's something that kind of put me off ever going before is is the idea of going somewhere and as you just said like kind of trying to force a whole weekend in and thinking that's going to be loads of queues and because that's often the experience when i've been to places here is you're there for a day and you try and cram in as much as possible and you're just queuing for as much as long as <laughs> as you can throughout the day and um, and I'm, I'm not fond of it i know it's a british pastime but i'm not keen <laughs> so <laughs> so if i could take a week that sounds like a good idea actually just to take a week and try and enjoy it yeah and like I would say Disneyland and Thorpe Park are like their worlds <laughs> apart. Yeah, it's night and day. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that, that's the other thing is is like Thorpe Park. You just go because you go on the roller coasters and then that's it. You're done. There's no other pleasurable mm. part of that experience. While in Disneyland, like the queuing is kind of part of the ride most of the time. Like the stuff going on to look at and to poke and like. I don't know. There's usually the little things to like. 
<laughs> there's always buttons to press there's buttons to press okay. on the line so you know that's that's part of like why disneyland is so elite is that they've really thought about every aspect of your experience so you know even when right. you're standing in line it's it's yeah you're not mm. just like looking at your phone the whole time and just being like my god can we get to the front yeah there's a little bit of time yeah it's more time to get excited about the experience because you're like, oh my god, like we're going in the Millennium mm. Falcon. Here we go. Like we're getting closer. <laughs> da, da, da. Like here's this, like you know, the whole thing. Yeah. The ho- it's like the whole thing is the ride. I guess the second you step into it. Okay. All right. No, I like the sound of this. Uh, yeah, it just looks absolutely incredible. And yeah, uh, I take it then. You want to go back soon, I'm assuming. I mean, what with lockdown and everything. Yeah, with lockdown, with the fact that the thing I'm really obsessed with is just one of the most expensive things. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, yeah, how how do you budget for something like that? It doesn't look cheap. Yeah, you say. I mean, I yeah, I saved up for a very long time to go to Disneyland Paris to do that week. It was like years of just putting money away in in the Disneyland mm-hmm. jar. So the Disneyland jar has been depleted. So we're slowly mm. starting to build it back up again. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm hoping I can go now because at Disneyland Paris, they're, they're about to open next year an Avengers, a Marvel Avengers campus area. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they're doing a mini Galaxy's Edge and uh, like mini Frozen Arendelle area um which like okay. i'm i'm excited about that too <laughs> yeah i'm excited about mm-hmm. all the areas so i'm hoping to go when that business is available to me <laughs> mm. well, i never know you won't be able to sneak in another one with work this is the other thing hopefully hoping to go because sometimes i get incredibly lucky and i i get to go to like star wars celebration and the next one is happening, I think, around the time they're opening. Have you heard about this hotel? No. I... <laughs> right, I'm going to okay. another Google. Go on. Tell if me. If you like Star Wars, you're not even prepared for what's mm-hmm. about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a two-night experience. It's a cruise. <laughs> but it's a galactic cruiser. So you you go to Florida, right. you turn up, and you go inside, and you're just in the spaceship, and you're just in a Star Wars spaceship, and there's a Star Wars bar. There's what? like the Resistance and Ray and Kylo Ren are there, and they will just come up to you in the hallway and say, "Please, can you, I don't know, help the Resistance." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I imagine they're like, can you deliver this letter or something? And then you have to go like sneaking around the hotel to 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 help help the resistance. There are real lightsabers. They invented lightsabers. They lightsabers exist now, but they're only going to be inside that hotel. <laughs> so this is all on a cruise, you said. Yeah, like the premise is that you. It is just. A, it's a hotel, I guess, because you sleep there, yeah. but you yeah, don't yeah. leave the hotel. You only leave the hotel to go to Galaxy's Edge, and I think the unspoken rule is you do not leave Galaxy's Edge and go to the rest of the park, even though presumably no one's <laughs> stopping you, but you stay there, and it's fully Star Wars <laughs> for yeah. three days. Yeah, yeah. That's all you 
you sleep, eat, drink, breathe Star yeah. Wars. Uh, I've just found it, and yeah, uh, my my brain is just broken. <laughs> That's incredible. Like it is is again that thing oh. of like, would you just like to live your childhood dream of being inside your favorite movie? Oh, how do I make this happen? Like most extreme <laughs> extent, they, this is the only thing. The prices are quite scary. <laughs> I can imagine. I can't see anything on prices here, but I just I'm just looking at this and it's wow, uh, wow. Yeah, the prices <laughs> are very like you will experience this. You will spend most of your life saving up for this, and you will go to it once, and you will treasure yeah. that for the rest of your life. <laughs> But, you know, hey, people spend a lot of money on weddings. So I feel like, <laughs> you know, that's just one day. This is three days of an unforgettable life experience. Maybe this is how I sell it to my wife then. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, you yeah. know how you had a, we had a wedding. <laughs> yeah. And that was one great day. Imagine Yeah, and it three. was good. <laughs> That times three. Yeah. But we're in, but, but but it's all Star Wars. But it is all Star Wars. <laughs> but they have a bar. They have a Star Wars bar. So they have a Star Wars bar. Actually, I say she has been because she's got she's got uh, friends out in Florida. So I know she's been to the one in Orlando once or twice. I'd I'd love to go. The more we're talking about this, the more you're selling me on it. I have to say. I do feel a bit weird. I feel like I am like the the Disney <laughs> Disneyland rep <laughs> 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 trying to sell you this this vacation. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. I think every guest sells everything to me on this. And I love it. And I love hearing about it. And yeah, I just think this is one of those things that's it's so universal now at this point, especially as Disney grows as an entity. I feel like there's only ever going to be more and more attractions and more and more reasons to go, right? Yeah. And they're probably just going to keep building parks in different mm. locations. Do you reckon they'll ever build one here in the UK? I'd, I don't know, because I keep hearing, I keep reading news articles about supposedly some kind of theme park is going to be built here. But then, hmm. I don't know, I read about that for like two months and then I never hear about it again. <laughs> so right. I think something's happening that is making all these hmm. plans continually fall through. And yeah. it's hard because, you know, for us geographically, Paris is quite close. And yeah, that's true. I think the Paris one sort of comfortably serves most of Europe. So I don't think they'll okay. be that compelled to build another one. Um, mostly at the moment they're focused on, well, the last one they built was in Shanghai. Uh, so there's oh, Shanghai, yeah. Hong yeah. Kong and Tokyo. And that's kind of where they're focusing because... Um, there's just like a lot of people that want to go to Disney parks there. Uh, and lots of people as well. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to go. I mean, this is my, my life's dream is to go to all of the parks. So I kind of don't want them to build more because then that adds another thing I need mm. to go to before I die. Because <laughs> 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 it adds another expense. Yeah. I mean, how many of them are there? I think I, I did a Google search earlier. I came up with 12. Does that sound right? Oh, and that would be like individual parks. Because like, yeah. yeah, there's the confusing thing of there's 
there's you know Disney World, but Disney World has four parks in it. Mm. Um, so wait, <laughs> I think you're right because there's four. Uh, there's six in the US. There's two mm-hmm. in Europe. Tokyo has two. Then Hong Kong and Shanghai, I think, both have one each. Okay. All right. Uh, that seems to be in line with what I've got here. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's that's quite a few to tick off. Yeah. And um, my dad went to the Tokyo one without me. And I gave him a... What? I gave him, a, like, a visiting plan of, like, go to these rides because they are unique to Tokyo. And this is your mm-hmm. one chance to ride these rides. And he came back after and just said, mm, the lines were really long, so we just left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Never felt such rage in my life. Because, you know, this is the thing. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't jealous of him going, but I got yeah. jealous when he went and, and I gave him the tools to have a great day. And he ignored it <laughs> <laughs> and just left. <laughs> It's not okay. <laughs> oh dear. Well, perhaps you could put out an itinerary for people. Like that could be something you could write up for people. Jenny, I yeah. The, the ideal <laughs> experiences and people could just come to you if I put a blog or something. I do do that for friends. Anytime a friend is like, "Oh, I'm thinking of going yeah. to the parks," I'm like, do, "I can choose the hotel for you. I can tell you which rides to ride. I can tell you what's popular. What do you have to go in the morning? Because this is my my brain just stores this information. Like that's where mm-hmm. it gets scary. It's because my brain collects, um, collects knowledge of a vacation I may never take again. <laughs> you know <laughs> well i don't know i mean it sounds like you've been to quite a few you know and you've visited quite a few times over the years so i think you've that's some knowledge and it's more than likely you'll use it again right hopefully fingers crossed i could i could go again at, at some point um and then reuse that knowledge <laughs> yeah get on that, uh, that uh, star wars cruise <laughs> oh my gosh yes i mean that's yeah that's the dream maybe i'll get married on the that's the ultimate goal. Would oh, wouldn't that be something? Get married by Chewbacca. <laughs> <It'd be> great. <laughs> That's incredible. I was gonna say, yeah, try and understand the virus. Yeah. Is this is this what we say I do? I, I I'm lost. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. So, I I, I want to know which which where's the next one you want to go and see? Then do you you want to? Hop over to Shanghai or Tokyo, try something a bit different. Yeah, I think the one that I would love to go to is Tokyo Disney Sea because mm-hmm. it's just the vibe is very different from all the other parks. There's not sure. a lot of there's not a lot of I talking about IP based attractions. There's not a lot of IP based mm-hmm. attractions in there. I don't even really understand what the theme is. I think it's stuff to do with oceans, but Part of it's hmm. that Italy. <laughs> You're like in Italy, okay. and then you go to like a Jules Verne, and there's a ride that's Journey to the Center of the Earth, and you go on the little roller oh. coaster, and there's a giant insect <laughs> inside of the roller coaster. 
Oh, and this is this is why I really want to go because it's it's so unlike all of the other parks where you expect to come in and you know there's Winnie the Pooh dancing and come Mm. on my Winnie the Pooh ride. (laughs) Tokyo (laughs) Disney Sea just has this completely like off the charts. (laughs) We're gonna do whatever we feel like vibe. Here we go. It's Jules Mm -hmm. Verne land, which. I should, if someone who's a big Disney fan is listening and is about to correct me, Disneyland Paris was Jules Verne themed, uh, had a Jules Verne themed area for a while, but that's kind of fallen apart now. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. It was because there's the, the place called Tomorrowland that most of the, the Magic yeah. Kingdom parks have. Uh, and when they built it in Disneyland Paris, they were like, ah, Francais. <laughs> Let's do something called Discovery Land, where it'll all be like retro futuristic uh, Jules Verne's uh, vision of the future. And so gotcha. Space Mountain was called Discovery Mountain, and it was the cannon that would rocket you to the moon. Uh, but mm-hmm. now, like most of the decorations are still there, but it is just Star Wars themed. And you just mm. don't ask questions about it. <laughs> You go in with the agreement that you're not going to ask any questions about why most of the rides in the Jules Verne themed area are Star Wars themed. <laughs> it's a silent agreement that you make with Disney if you go to Disneyland Paris. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you do, you have a couple of people, a couple of Mickey Mouses will come up and just drag you out. Yeah. And they say, look, yeah. we messed up. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing with Disneyland Paris and we start still don't really know what we're doing but this is the thing <laughs> tokyo disney sea absolutely knew what they were doing the whole time and they okay. committed to the vision of this is jules mm. van land <laughs> why not i guess <laughs> who knows that could be a, a future film i mean i just thought actually yeah, like jungle cruise came out this year that's another disney ride isn't it yeah and part of the i think for Tokyo Disney Sea, they have the submarine. Well, they have this in Disneyland Paris as well. The submarine from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh right! Uh, they have a little version of it, and you used to be able to go on a walkthrough in Disneyland Paris that took you through recreated sets from the movie. Uh, mm. and I think Tokyo Disney Sea has that as well. It mm. has. If I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> I think it also has an area that is Leonardo da Vinci's ghost theme. Right. It's like adventurous hole. <laughs> and this okay. is because I haven't really been able to find videos of it, so I don't really know what it's meant to be. Um, gotcha. But it's something to do with Leonardo da Vinci. But this is the thing about like these parks is some of them are yeah. just <laughs> some of them are just like you you expect to go and it'll be here go on the Snow White ride and you know go on yeah. this and then it's like um do you want to go on this boat ride that just takes you through a greenhouse and will tell you about <laughs> uh, sustainable farming and you go. Actually, yeah, that okay. sounds great. <laughs> That's one of the most popular rides for hardcore Disney fans is this ride called Living okay. with the Land in Epcot, 
where you just mm-hmm. you just go through it's just the greenhouse where they grow all the food for the restaurants because they're trying to be you know okay i guess uh future thinking in their mm-hmm. their uh acquiring of vegetables <laughs> so they grow it all in park <laughs> in these high-tech greenhouses and uh-huh. because it's a theme park you can ride through the greenhouse sure <laughs> Why not? And there's a viral video of a woman <laughs> recently who jumped out of the boat to get a cucumber and nearly drowned because <laughs> the number one rule, I'll tell you now, the number one rule about Disney parks, uh, do not keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. And then they say it in Spanish, but I, I don't know how to say it, but it's okay. the number one rule. Do not get out of the boat because you will die. Yeah. <laughs> and yet people do it all the time. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you hear nightmare stories of people like trying to climb into the lion's cage in zoos to pet the lions. So I'm not surprised someone jumped out of a boat for a cucumber. For a cucumber. Um, yeah, yeah, so they were banned from the park and can never go again. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I, I have heard that actually about some of like the early stuff in the, the california park was the first one wasn't it as you said yes yeah and like some of them trying to figure out some of the rides i can't remember them off the top of my head but i remember listening to a podcast a while ago and they were just talking about some of like the early day stuff and some of them just sort of like you said almost made no sense or didn't have any themes but i think that's kind of the fun of it yeah there's a great ride that i love that they just haven't demolished this that's called the carousel of progress which <laughs> Is is a you? I'm already loving the name. Sit in a theater because this is what a lot of the the early early rides were like. Were quite like edu- A lot of them had an educational slant, and so Carousel of Progress is kind of a holdover from that original period. So you sit in a uh-huh. theater, and the theater rotates <laughs> around different <laughs> scenes that are. Um, technology and specifically electricity based technology throughout the decades but it ends in the 80s okay. <laughs> so they can't even get to like it's or I think do they end with the future but it's like the 80s vision of the future because it has not been updated since that period <laughs> and it's, it's mannequins right it's I'm animatronics so you go and yeah, like yeah. scene number one it's 1900 and like the, yeah. the husband's got his paper and he's like, man, are you making that coffee? Oh yeah, I'm making my coffee on my new electric stove. <laughs> and they just they <laughs> they discuss as a family new inventions that they're using. And Incredible. then there's a song, and that's the ride. <laughs> this looks amazing and i love it i love it i love going on that ride and i truly hope they never demolish it because like that is the thing with with disney it's there's something so enjoyable about the contrast of you know going to pandora and you can ride on a banshee and it's so technology advanced (laughs) and you you can't figure out how on earth you did it and then the next ride you go on is you're in a room and there's a bunch of animatronic birds and they're singing and like is maybe like a little tiny bit racist but you're still there <laughs> and they sing a little song about being in a tiki room and that's the yeah. ride <laughs> that's the entire ride is you just sit and you listen to these birds and 
You know, like I would wow. hate I would hate it if every ride was like super mm. like giant roller coaster incredible mm. um effects i need them to keep the <laughs> the singing bird ride because it's very important to me <laughs> clearly <laughs> <laughs> but why not i think yeah that's that's quite it sounds quite fun like the idea of those extreme contrasts to me just it sounds pretty great actually yeah and, and i think a lot of the best experiences are, are when you kind of just decide to check something out where you're not going, mm. okay, I've come here to ride XYZ roller coaster. It's when you're walking past something and you go, mm. what's that? Well, let's go mm. investigate. And then you go in and it's just the, yeah, it's a 15 minute show about advancements in electricity over the past six decades. <laughs> You're like, wow, did not think it was going to be that. <laughs> and you've had this like very weird, unique experience. And uh, yeah, disco mm. discovery and adventure is such a huge part of it. And I think that's so key. And that's what really differentiates it from, like you could never have that at Thought Park because... You right. know what you're gonna get at Thought Park. It's five roller coasters mm. <laughs> and yeah. one teacups, yeah, and true. you know exactly what it is. There's no theming mm. to it. There's no like weird hidden corners. While in Disney, it's like mm. I feel, I feel like even for people who go all the time, I can see that they're still discovering new things. Of like, oh, okay, you know, there's like some small detail or some weird like little corner of the park that they never thought of going to before. And they're like, oh, wow, there's a whole thing over here. Mm. Yeah, it sounds it. Sounds, I mean, from what you could, you said and just looking at some of the maps, I could see that it's the kind of place if you go back to them again and again, you probably discover something new every time. Yeah. Regardless of whether they're adding stuff. Yeah, in. and then sometimes there's a new cupcake and you might get mad at the cupcake. But <laughs> hey. <laughs> it, it almost makes me wonder then like why those people get angry even so like it's like you know they're going to keep adding stuff that's the whole point the cupcakes are always <laughs> seasonal they go away and they bring a new cupcake <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess some people just want to be angry but i think so you know. yeah it's like when it's, again it's that fandom thing where you just yeah it gets to a point of absolute purity which i think it's easy to do with the with the parks because they are so hmm. rich and um, there's such a history to them that I can mm. see where that sort of slightly controlling <laughs> why isn't every cupcake perfect attitude comes yeah. from. Right. But then I guess if you try and, like you say, just swallow that and just enjoy it for what it is, it sounds like it can be a really enjoyable experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's the interesting thing is, is, I, I know people who were very sort of meh on the idea of going to a Disney park and then they go to one mm -hmm. and it's literally the experience of watching. Like I, on some of these like work trips where we've been very lucky to be able to spend some time in the parks, you know, going mm. with other uh, journalists or critics who, you know, are very not in my mindset <laughs> of being mm -hmm. Disney park obsessed kind of going oh i don't really know what this is but okay let's let's check it out and getting to watch their face <laughs> as over the course <laughs> of the day or the evening they go oh okay <laughs> this is yeah. pretty cool actually because there'll be something that they really like you know maybe not the whole yeah. thing 
but you know there's a ride where it's guardians of the galaxy and and rocket raccoons there and he's just there and he talks to you so like <laughs> i feel like there's always something that will get somebody yeah there's something for everyone yeah. brilliant oh man i you, again you've sold me for sure i'm definitely gonna try and scrape some pennies together and see what we can do and but might have to let Paris, me plan okay. let me plan your vacation for you <laughs> yeah oh trust me yeah I'll, I'll be straight over to you yeah where should we go what should we do oh i know which hotel i know which time of year i know everything okay you know all the deals you know what's mm-hmm. happening brilliant i mean uh clary says there anything else you wanted to mention with with uh disney parks or i don't let don't say that to me <laughs> Listen, this is your episode, so if there's anything else you really want to talk about, go for it. We can be here for the next five hours as I describe, like, every single thing (laughs) that I love about them. Because I think that's, I mean, this is the interesting thing about it, is that it seems like a really niche fandom. Mm -hmm. It seems like a very small thing of, like, the same as, like, I don't know, liking a single TV show. But I think Mm. it's, like, once you get into it, it's endless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it is, like it's it's the actual rides themselves it's the history it's the rumors about what they're going to do next it's like weird gossip about cupcakes <laughs> it's um <laughs> the videos of women stealing cucumbers off of rides <laughs> and risking their lives and doing so you know like it's there's it's just the endless mm. layers of it and you can enter at any point and get lost in there forever so <laughs> It's like you asking me, like, do I have anything else to say? It's like, I don't. I have everything to say. I have everything to say. Okay, I can feel, no I can see the worry. Did see that you've got the look. <laughs> the look of like, <laughs> this is exactly no, what I mean. No, and I appreciate no, it. I like it a scary amount. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit that, but it's also kind of like, it's just blowing my mind a bit of kind of, again, I don't realize how deep these things go, but then again i guess that's kind of anything right if it's been around for as long as this has been and there's so many of them and as you've highlighted there's so much to discover in each individual place yeah it's no wonder that there's so much to talk about and of course every individual's experience is going to be completely unique they're going to have their own reasons for loving it i mean i loved yours right at the start i thought that was such a lovely personal experience and i'm sure there's other people that have a different one so i can totally understand how you get lost in like a forum and and into conversations with people about this stuff. And I just think that's that's brilliant. Oh, okay. I'll add one more thing because I yeah, I would like to do. recommend a fun video for everybody to watch. It's um it's <laughs> okay. like a I don't I think it's like a paparazzi video of Ryan Gosling, who has been stopped <laughs> in a car park. It might be at Disneyland, and there's these two women talking to him about the park. <laughs> and they're asking him what's your favorite ride, and he says Haunted Mansion. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Do you like the... So there's a, there's a Christmas, like, re-theme that they do every year where they turn it into Nightmare Before Christmas. And it okay. starts... It starts before Halloween. Do you see where we might be getting oh, into the problem okay. here? Yeah. <laughs> right, it right, goes okay. from, like, pre I think they put it up in September and then they take it down in January. That whole period of time, <laughs> it's not the Haunted Mansion. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. And so they mentioned ah. to Ryan Gosling, oh, do you like The Night Before Christmas? And the tone that I've had just had there, 
He adopts yeah. that exact tone of like intense fury, <laughs> going, <laughs> "No, no, no, no! I'm not about. I'm not about the night before Christmas because what is he? He says you're you're putting Christmas into Halloween. You're putting Christmas into Halloween. He is like <laughs> ranting at these women who clearly do not care." <laughs> They're just meeting some hot actor and they are terrified. They are terrified to discover that he is in fact a Disney adult. And it's okay. my favorite video because I see so much of myself in that moment of like, these women were not prepared for the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's when, you know, you've got a true fan when they just yeah. go, to hang on. Now we're going to get into the specifics, even though you didn't ask. And it's like yeah. the, the rage in his voice of like, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> no. I think I found it, but I'll check later with you and uh, we'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes because why not? It's just a very, I think that's the best way to sum up how I feel about the Disney parks is just like, please refer to that video, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and however he yeah. feels about it, I also feel about it yeah yeah <laughs> and it's my dream to meet him and to to recreate that discussion where we just yell at each other going we don't put christmas in halloween <laughs> that would be amazing he's one of my favorite actors yeah that, i would i would pay good money to see that conversation between you two because i don't think i've never seen an interview where anyone's brought it up and it's like i this is my destiny is to be the person who brings up the haunted mansion in front of ryan gosling you, you never know you never know you might get the chance to interview him one day one day That'll be, that'll be your first question not about the film or the show whatever he's doing he'll just be like so haunted mansion disneyland go <laughs> favorite animatronic let's <laughs> <laughs> rehash now for christmas do you agree with the changes like i have so many questions for him what's your opinion on the cupcakes yeah all that stuff exactly does he like what they did with the bride like i feel like he would but can't confirm until i ask him well, I eagerly await uh, that conversation. We'll keep, <laughs> keep an eye on. Speaking of, where can the good people find you then for when this one day happens? Yeah, sure so will. when I do post my uh, three-hour interview with Ryan Gosling where we break down <laughs> every single part of the Horn Mansion, uh, I, everything I post is basically on Twitter. So you can find me at Clarice mm -hmm. Lou. Uh, and also, should I plug my my podcast as well? Occasionally, I occasionally my wonderful co-hosts at Fade to Black let me rant about Disney stuff, Disneyland stuff. But we are mainly mm -hmm. a film review show <laughs> 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 with like a little snippet of park stuff at the beginning. Um, sure. But yeah, if you're interested in general, like we talk about what's coming out in the week. Uh, we we have a hot take mm -hmm. section where we discuss, you know, the hottest topics of, of the day on Twitter and mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, it's never been about the Haunted Mansion. Not yet. We'll see one day. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I I'm subscribed myself and yeah, I highly recommend people go and check out that podcast uh, and your Twitter. I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So people can go and find you. And um, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Why are you sorry? It's totally fine. Don't apologize. Never apologize. This is one thing. Never apologize in this show for just having that passion and loving what you love. That's that's what this is all about. Thank so you. I just all I can say is thank you for your time. Really, thank you for just putting up with this. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what i do so it's, it's absolutely like he's fine. like it's like venom you know when there's like 
I'm I'm Maddie Brock. The me <laughs> <laughs> me talking about Disneyland is Venom coming out. Right. <laughs> yeah. No control over it. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. Mm. Brilliant. Well, thank. You. On that note, thank you very much, Clarice. Thanks so much. And there we have it. A huge thank you to Clarice for coming on to the podcast and sharing your love of Disney theme parks with us all. I think you guys will agree with me when I say that that was such a delightful conversation. I had no idea where it was going to go, but I loved every second of it. So thank you once again. And I highly recommend you guys go and check out her writing as well as the podcast Fade to Black. I've put links to all of that in the show notes for you. So make sure you go and do that today. As always, I want to give a big thank you to Alex, who designs the logo for the podcast. If you like what you see there, check out his details in the show notes where you can reach out to him and commission him for your very own artwork. I can guarantee you will not be disappointed if you do. And of course, I want to give a massive thank you to you, dear listener, for downloading this podcast. And I would appreciate it if you want to go that one step further and simply share this episode. Put it on your social media, tag me. If you do, because I would like to thank you in person, I run all the social media accounts here. There's only two, it's Facebook and Instagram, so I do periodically check them. Any mentions are greatly appreciated. And of course, if you just want to tell someone word of mouth, that goes a really long way. It's, uh, it still blows my mind, honestly, every day when I check and see that people are listening to this. So thank you for doing that, and thank you for telling people, because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And if you're listening and you think you want to go out one step further and leave me a lovely five-star review on your favorite podcatcher, well, I would honestly be super, super grateful. And I would want to thank you in person. The best way for me to do that, of course, would be on the podcast. So if you go ahead and leave me a five-star review, make sure you tell me if I've missed it. And I will definitely give you a shout out on the podcast. I also want to say that if you're thinking about coming on the show at any point, if you've heard this conversation, you've been inspired by it, then please don't hesitate to reach out to me. The best way for that is email. It's fundamentalspod at yahoo.com. Or you can sign into my DMs on Twitter or Instagram. Either way, I will get back to you about that. I think the more that I have, the more people that I have reach out to me, the better. So why not try? <sighs> All right. That was a lot from me. I'll wrap it up now. I just want to say once again, thank you for checking this out. And of course, I will be back in a few weeks time with a completely different guest on a completely different subject. So until the next time, stay tuned and stay safe.